Hey, what's up, Warrior? It is Jeff from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 386. So it's time to gear up your bug out mobile. And this week, I have 10 items that I'm betting you probably haven't even thought of yet. And I'm about to change all of that to make you and your family safer if you're ever faced with a forced evacuation. Let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of WarriorLife.com and the Warrior Life Academy. Now, I get into arguments with people about whether or not bugging out is really an option for everybody out there. And I always say it in my survival classes, but bugging out is not always the best answer to responding to a disaster. But there are times when it may be your only answer and you have no choice but to get out of Dodge as fast as you possibly can, which is why you at least need a plan to be able to get you and those you're protecting safely over to your plan B destination. But that's not as simple as just telling your spouse to grab their bug out bag and throw it in the back of the hoopty and then get out on the road. There are many threats that can keep you from even getting on the road. And when you're on the road, there's even more threats that you may face on your way to safety. Now, this coming weekend, we're going to be holding a special four-hour live workshop where I'm going to be covering both the foundational and advanced strategies that you'll need to both create like a customized plan for you and your family before a forced evacuation. Everything from like choosing your destination and evacuation routes ahead of time and, and all the way up to responses to plan for now for the threats such as checkpoints, like dead stop traffic, even highway robbery by people who are desperate along the way that want what you have that they don't have. Now, if you're one of our Warrior Life Academy All Access members, the workshop is free to attend and you'll find access inside of the members area there. For everybody else, we are allowing a few other participants to join us. So if you're interested in customizing your own plan, then you can go on over to warriorlifeready.com slash plan B. Now, one of those areas that we're going to be covering in depth is how to prep your vehicle to make the trip. So contrary to popular prepper belief out there, you don't need a four by four monster truck to make it to safety or even to like bypass obstacles and go off road. In fact, this Saturday, I'm going to be showing how I transformed my old Mini Cooper into a bug out mobile. So it doesn't matter what you have to work with. And part of that prep work is the gear that you should be carrying in your vehicle to help you get to safety. So for this week's podcast, I thought I'd share with you 10 items you really should consider stocking in your vehicle right now that you probably haven't thought of yet. But first, I want to give a quick shout out to Frugal Josh, who left us a five-star rating on our podcast and said, subscribe now, you'll thank me later. He says, I learn something new every time I listen to the Warrior Life podcast. Jeff and Buck always have something I haven't thought of. The Warrior Life team has the experience under their belts to help everybody be more self-reliant. They cover everything, and I mean everything, in the spectrum of self-reliance. From the basics that everyone thinks of, like food, weapons, and ammo, as well as self-defense with all types of weapons and even unarmed combat, 
Survival, however, only starts with those. They also cover other areas like water, fire, shelter, and even further into the survivor mindset, psychology, community coordination, mob evasion, urban caching, and how to get ahead of supply chain shortages. Check out warriorlife.com, subscribe to the Ronin All Access membership in the Academy, and you will have access to everything you need to be able to survive before things collapse. Oh, and when it arrives, you will be looking around saying to your friends, I told you so. Thank you, Jeff. No, thank you, Frugal Josh. Thank you. Listen, if you're loving our podcast, please go and leave us a badass review wherever you listen in. You can find us and subscribe to our channel on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast fix from. Okay, now let's go ahead and jump into these 10 little-known survival gear items that you really should have inside of your vehicle, but you probably don't right now. Now, item number one are swim goggles. So along the way, when you, if you're looking at you are facing a disaster, right? And one of the things I'm thinking about right now are the Colorado fires that were out there where people had to evacuate. But what are you evacuating in? In this situation, there was smoke that was covering the roads. Um, it might be other situations that you are evacuating from, like civil unrest. There might be tear gas in the area. Uh, there could be dust and ash that's getting inside of the vehicle if your windows are damaged in some way. And in the military, we anytime like if I was ever able to get in mechanized or if we have if we're inside the Humvee, protecting your eyes was a must. That's why we always had goggles that we were able to wear over our eyes. You need to be able to protect your eyes as well. If you can't see, you can't see to drive, and you can end up getting into an accident crashing into somebody else's car, hurting somebody, all of those things could potentially stop you from getting on your way. And swim goggles provide an airtight way that you can protect your eyes so that if smoke gets in there and starts tearing up, that's not going to be good for you. So wearing swim goggles is going to help you to be able to maintain your vision as you're driving along. Now, there are even prescription swim goggles that you can buy out there. They're actually kind of surprisingly very expensive. But they do have them out there. So if you're ever worried about not having glasses or contacts, if it's going to be a longer term survival situation, I do recommend getting something like prescription swim goggles that you can wear. But those, uh, but but having swim goggles available to you inside of your vehicle is one thing that's going to help you maintain your vision should something happen along the way. All right. Item number two is a fuel siphon. So fuel scarcity is arguably the number one threat that you could face when you're en route to your plan B destination. You absolutely need a fuel plan that gets you on the road fast. So your goal there is really just to kind of get ahead of the crowd. And I live in Florida now, and I can tell you that when it's hurricane season, if something's coming our way, it's you know the gas stations fill up very, very quickly. So there's going to be long lines that are going to be there waiting for gas. Part of the problem with that, and I've seen this now with my own eyes now that I've moved from Texas out to Florida, is that there are people who consider themselves really prepared and they will show up in their pickup truck with all of their various gas cans there because they're going to be powering a generator if they have to, and they're going to be hogging up all of that gas. So the gas stations could run out of fuel while you're there in either Either way, there's going to be a long line. It's going to keep you from getting on the road as fast as you possibly can. So you need a fuel plan to be able to get on the road very, very quickly. But you also need a plan for running out of fuel and not having 
access to any along the way. It could be that power is out and the fuel pumps aren't working. So you do need a way to continue to go. You might hit dead stop traffic with a bunch of vehicles that have either broken down or they are have run out of gas themselves. I mean, that, that traffic might not be moving. Now, a siphon is one way to do this by borrowing fuel from other vehicles. Now, let me be very clear here. Wink, wink. I am not telling you to consider used car lots or abandoned vehicles as sources for fuel. I would never do that. I would never do that. But it may be that there is a vehicle that might possibly want to just give you fuel. You don't know. You don't know. Or it could be somebody that's broken down. Maybe they're, they're having vehicle problems, but they do have fuel. And maybe you could barter for a ride. Anything's possible, right? In any case, a siphon is what's going to help you get fuel out of one vehicle and into your vehicle. So not a bad thing to have available inside of your vehicle. All right, item number three are a set of bolt cutters. Now, this comes with a warning as well because there are um, bolt cutters are illegal under many circumstances. Usually, that has to come down to intent. Like, do you really intend on using them for nefarious reasons? But you can buy them. You can get them at um, hardware stores a lot of times. Um, pawn shops are probably the number one place that you can find these. You can get them really inexpensively there. You can get very large ones. But one of the reasons why I started, um, why I put these inside of my vehicle was looking at the Paradise Fires in California when those happened. And there was a tragic story there where a man was leading a convoy out of a wooded area that was um, that the, the fire was was in. And they were on their way out perfectly fine. Then all of a sudden they hit a gate that was there that was padlocked and they had no means to get past it. Unfortunately, the fire caught up to them. They could not bypass that gate. And many of them died inside of their vehicles from the smoke and fire. Not a good situation when a set of bolt cutters would have kept them going on their way and everybody would have survived that ordeal. All right. Now, you could find that also if you are using alternate routes, which you should have those available to you, you should have those planned out. Um, and if they go off-road at all or if they go along private roads or they could even be roads that you've been on before but it could all of a sudden have a gate or a fence blocking them um, like in that Paradise Fire incident that was there. Okay, So a set of bolt cutters is going to be a quick way that you can get through there and continue on your way as fast as possible. All right. Item number four is another thing that this to me is just a, um, I mean, I've people didn't think about it like this before, but I've been preaching it for, for years now. And that is your bug out bag belongs in your vehicle. Let me, let me make this very, very clear to everybody. There is no such animal as a get home bag. It doesn't exist. You do not have a get home bag. I know some people like to have 27 different tactical bags ready to go for all sorts of situations. And one of those is a get home bag to allow you to get back to your bug out bag. Wrong answer. Your bug out bag belongs inside of your vehicle because you don't know if you're ever going to get home. And if you are trying to get home and all you're doing there is just significantly reducing your ability to get out in front of the masses that are also going to be trying to evacuate. So keep your bug out bag in the trunk of your vehicle or in the back somewhere, someplace under lock and key, someplace out of sight, 
but you definitely want to have it there because you might have to rally your family and you might all have to leave from different locations and you don't want to have to go back to the house in order to go and get your bug out bag and throw it in the trunk there. Okay. All right. Item number five now are an extra set of clothes and footwear. These should be inside of your vehicle. You may, as I said, you may have to leave from where you're currently at, meaning you might be at work, um, you might be out running errands, you could be at the doctor's office, your kids could be at school. You don't know where you're going to have to leave from. So you want to make sure that you have walking shoes and rugged clothes in your vehicle because that's going to be better than trying to face a disaster in like a dress and high heels or a business suit and cowboy boots. Yes, I'm from Texas where cowboy boots and suits do go together. I can hear you snickering out there. Yes, they do go together. But you don't know, you don't want, you know, you might have to basically be in your dress clothes and then all of a sudden you get to your vehicle, you can quickly switch out and now you're ready to go. All right, item number six is a case of water or you can use any sort of like a, a larger water container. Um, I recommend that it not be glass because if you are in a northern climate and it's in there and if it freezes, it's going to bust the glass. So you, plastic is going to expand. So you'll be good to go with that. Um, but as most people who have ever heard my, my master class or any of our survival training that we've done, you know that I'm a bigger fan of being able to manufacture clean water than I am storing water. Um, stored water has a way of getting drank, as it should. But if you can manufacture clean water with a filtering system and water bladders, then you're going to be able to use a lot of different water that you can find along the way from many, many different sources. That's what's going to give you clean water to be able to drink. However, starting out, you may not have any water in your vehicle. So you don't want to have to look around to find water to put inside of your water bladder, especially along the way, because you don't know when that's going to be, um, where you're going to find it or whatever. So you want to have water in your vehicle until you can find another source to fill up your water bladder and the, uh, and the filter. Okay, item number seven is a stun gun. So a stun gun is a handheld electronic, uh, you know, it's a shocker, right? So it's, it's, you've probably seen them before. Some people call them tasers. Tasers are usually the, the kind that shoot out a projectile. Like you'll see police officers have those. It'll shoot a projectile out and zap somebody and, and uh, it sticks inside of them. So they go down to the ground. A stun gun is really just a handheld device. And if you just, if you put it on somebody's skin, it's not going to put them into convulsions and, and knock them out, but it's going to hurt like hell. If you hold it there on them, yeah, they're going to they're gonna convulse and they could pass out there. But a stun gun um, is something that I highly recommend that you have inside of your vehicle. Uh, it is legal, I believe, in about, I think, like 49 states, so you should be good to go with it. Um, listen, road rage is a very real thing when people are stuck on the road or don't have certain supplies and you're not stuck on the road and you do have certain supplies. Now, in our upcoming workshop, we're going to be focusing on several different security measures that you really should be considering. But a gun is only a last resort argument ender. So you must have a non-lethal plan for dealing with people who may try to stop you or even take some of your goods if you're stopped and you're surrounded by people. Now, pepper spray is, is one option, but it's not a very good one if you're inside of your vehicle. Um, or if you like need to defend against somebody who's trying to reach into your vehicle or somebody who's trying to get inside of your vehicle, 
because the residue from the pepper spray can impair your vision because it could be there and it, you know, you're trying to go on. And again, if you've got that residue there, you, it's possibly going to make you tear up. You're not gonna be able to see. Again, you can crash. You're not gonna be able to defend yourself, et cetera, et cetera. So this is one of the reasons why I like a stun gun. If somebody's trying to reach in the window or trying to get in the door or something, you can just go ahead and break that puppy out, zap them, get them away from you, and you can just go on your merry way, all right? But it's a, it's a very good non-lethal option when it comes to something like this. Now, I have the, um, the Executioner Torch, at least that's what it used to be called. It's like a it's a baton you can use as an impact weapon, but it also has a uh, kind of a, it has the the stun gun on the end of it also. So this way I can reach into the back seat if somebody's trying to get in. Gives me options there to be able to uh, to have more of a reach and use it as an impact weapon as well. So that's another good option for you. Okay, item number eight are detailed roadmaps for your pre-planned route. Now. Your smartphone does have a GPS on it, and uh, fortunately, it doesn't require like cell data to be able to use that to be able to find your way. So your cell phone can be used to help kind of get you on your way there. The problem with it, though, is that most often it's just going to take the, the most direct route. It is going to... Um, it can, you know, if your phone if your phone breaks or it gets lost, somebody grabs it, then you don't have it anymore. So it, it can be an option, but again, and and if you ever have one of those annoying things where you tell it what direction to go, and all of a sudden somewhere along the way your cell phone tells you, no, no, I think I'm going to take you this way, but it doesn't seem to tell you that. It just starts taking you that way, and that's not the way you want to go. Not cool. So you have to have a detailed roadmap in your vehicle for all of your pre-planned routes. Now, a word of warning here, a generic US roadmap atlas isn't going to cover like side streets or anything like that. It's mostly for those major routes. And if you have to go away from the main route, which is gonna be the fastest way to get there, like if you can get ahead of the masses, get as far ahead as you possibly can. But at some point, you may have to go off of the main highways. And when that happens, you may have to go off of even those maybe more major side roads. You might have to take some, some real back roads to get around certain locations. When that happens, one of those roadmap atlases are not going to help you. They're not going to have all those little side streets there. But a generic US, I mean, I'm sorry, um, something, uh, the, the one that I have is called a, a gazetteer. And it is a combination topographical map. And it also has details for most of the roads that you're going to find in these areas. Now, they're much larger than a U.S. roadmap atlas. That's why I'm saying if you're going out of state, if that's going to be your, where your pre-planned destination is, you want to have it for the entire way all the way up. So my Florida map, my Florida gazetteer is the, about the same size as an entire United States roadmap. But this is also going to give me, because of the topography, it's going to show me where there are marshes, where there are streams, um, campground, I mean, uh, land management areas. A lot of times it'll do hunting areas. So there's, it's going to show you a lot more detail. So let's say that you do need to find another location to put up for the night. You don't want to just start trying to find side roads and just see where they go. You don't know what you're going to be going into. But if you can find trails, campgrounds, uh, BLM land, 
places where you can see where they can go and you can see where power lines are and railroad tracks are, those are going to show you where your options are to be able to find a location that you can safely put up for the night that's going to be away from other people trying to sneak up on you and maybe take you, your vehicle, hurt you, whatever. So a gazetteer map is what I really recommend, but you definitely need to get something that is a more detailed roadmap all the way from point A, where you're starting at, to point B, which is going to be your pre-planned safety destinations. All right, item number nine are pee bags. So you do not want to stop for anything on the road that you don't have to. Once you start that movement, you're not going to use gas stations. You're not, I mean, if you see that there's a gas station open, there's nobody there and you can get in there and get fuel, I say go for it. However, if there are people around, if there are, um, you know, rest stops that people are using. You want to try and stay away from these people as best you can. If it is a situation where people are already starting to freak out, things are breaking down, there's bad traffic and things like that. Contact with these people, especially if they're desperate, could be a very bad situation. So you do not want to stop. And one of the things that people will stop for oftentimes is to use the bathroom. Nope. Sorry, folks. Pee bags are all you really need. So they make these things. You can get them from Amazon. Um, they're just, you know, they'll hold quite a bit in there. So you pass that thing around if you have to, but you're staying on the road until, um, until you get to a place where it's safe for you to stop. Okay, and then finally, number 10 here on the list are night vision goggles. Now, this was a must in the military because we might be traveling in areas where we don't want the enemy to be able to spot us at night. And so we would oftentimes use um, our night vision goggles to be able to drive. Now, you do lose some things with the night vision goggles. You lose like depth perception. You don't have color. Um, so it is harder to drive with these. I'm not saying you're going to go at full speed with these. But there might be a situation where you do need to avoid other people because maybe the power is down, the gas pumps are inoperable. You may be the only vehicle able to even move if if you've done everything right, right? If you've done everything right. So being able to travel at night without being detected in time for somebody to be able to stop you, that can be a powerful advantage to you. Now, the costs have come way down on night vision goggles over the years. They're much more dependable. They used to be thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Now you can get them for a couple hundred bucks, even over on Amazon there. You don't want to find the uh, use the ones that are binoculars. You're just looking for a 1X so basically no, um, no binocular effect at all. You just want like a straight one-to-one kind of you know, vision out there, or one, one X uh, vision. But, um, and you want something that you can preferably wear over your head so that you uh, don't have to hold on to it as you're driving as well. All right. Okay, so those are the 10 items that I tell you you should have inside of your vehicle. So just go down the list one more time. Uh, number one are swim goggles, prescription even if you do wear glasses or contacts and you have the extra money. Uh, but swim goggles are going to help you out a lot. Um, a fuel siphon to be able to acquire, barter, borrow, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you're going to need fuel along the way possibly, and a siphon is one of those backup insurance items that could be very helpful for you. 
Uh, number three was bolt cutters to be able to help you bypass obstacles. Number four is your bug out bag so that you don't have to worry about wasting time going home if you don't have to. You can just leave right away. Number five are, is an extra set of clothes and walking shoes. So no matter what you're in when the disaster starts, you're always going to have the clothes that you need in order to face that disaster. Number six is a case of water and plastic bottles or a large water receptacle that you can use for filling up your water bladders on the way there so you don't have to stop and get water and you do have water that you can start out with instead of having to find other water. Number seven is a stun gun to be able to use as non-lethal security if you are um, in an attack with somebody and pulling out your Master Blaster 5000 is not the way to go. You need to be able to protect yourself. And a stun gun is one really, really good way to be able to do that in a non-lethal way. Number eight is a gazetteer or other detailed roadmap for your pre-planned route over to your safe destination so that you do have options that you can take if you do hit obstacles along the way. Uh, number nine are pee bags so that you do not have to stop and potentially put yourself and your family at risk by people that might be around that are desperate. Um, just because you got to take a whiz. And finally, number 10 was night vision goggles to be able to see without using your headlights at night in case you are the only vehicle moving and you want to avoid the enemy out there who could stop you and try and take your stuff. It's not fair. How are you moving? And they're not, right? Okay, well, that sums it up. Hey, listen, if you are one of our Warrior Life Academy All Access members, make sure that you join me this coming weekend, this Saturday, for our half-day workshop, our four-hour workshop for Plan B Forced Evacuation. These are going to be the foundational and advanced strategies for getting to Plan B, your your Plan B destination. And if you are not an All Access member, you can head on over to warriorliferready.com slash Plan B to check out the information for the workshop and join us if you want. We just have a handful of spots that we're opening up for our, because our system only takes a certain amount of people and the All Access members are the ones who have the priority for that. So you can go check it out again over at warriorliferready.com slash plan B. And until our next Warrior Life broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.